Welcome to another episode of Mini Fellowship in Movement Disorders, where we take most challenging concepts in movement disorders and simplify them into easy-to-follow explanations. I'm your host, Danish Bahati, a movement disorder neurologist who loves to teach physicians online, especially in the developing countries. This episode is continuation of our series of episodes related to exit tickets from our resident movement disorder course asking us questions related to their topics. This is related to module two when we're discussing Parkinson's disease pathophysiology. So this question comes from Dr. Taha. Dr. Muhammad Taha asked this question, what is the definitive pathogenesis of Parkinson's disease? That's a very difficult and complicated question. There are two leading hypotheses, you know, one probably being more accepted than other of Parkinson's disease pathogenesis in those patients where there is no direct genetic cause of Parkinson's disease. When there is a genetic cause, then we know exactly where the breakdown happened, what gene caused it, and what might be the reason that patient has Parkinson's disease. But in those people where they have an associated gene, increasing risk of Parkinson or a non-causal gene, then the pathogenesis, cause of pathogenesis, can be divided into two leading hypotheses. I will try to very briefly summarize the two ideas. I am actually doing, uh, I've done a grand round on this topic and I am actually doing a presentation in a conference on neurology at uh, Medical College of Wisconsin exactly discussing this question. So the two leading hypotheses are number one, a prion-like hypothesis, a prion-like disorder, and number two, oxidative stress model with evolutionary breakdown. So prion-like hypothesis proposes that Parkinson's disease has these uh, caused by this alpha-synuclein that has a normal oligopeptide uh, shape or form that is more natural. However, it can convert into an unnatural form which is similar to beta-pleated sheet of prion diseases and, and then accumulate and then it keeps on inducing the other uh, normal alpha-synuclein to join them and become abnormal just like prion disorders does. And that continues once it starts throughout the brain. The origin of this abnormal alpha-synuclein might actually be in the gut and then it goes towards the brain and then spreads from the bottom of the brain where the vagus nerve nucleus is uh, towards the top of the brain which is the Barak hypothesis of spread of uh, alpha-synuclein Lewy bodies. There have been two papers that were published in 2019 on mouse models showing that if you inject abnormal preformed fibrils of alpha-synuclein into the stomach and lining and duodenum of uh, mouse, then you can quickly see them spread into the brain of mouse from bottom up, similar to Brach hypothesis in autopsy studies of human brain. And you can actually prevent the spread of those uh, preformed fibrils into the brain by cutting the vagus nerve. There are two studies from Denmark and Sweden looking at population a wide registry looking at vagotomies, significantly reducing the risk of developing Parkinson's disease later in life, and there are some other similar supporting evidence. The alternative hypothesis that is more widely accepted is the oxidative mechanism or stress model, which basically proposes that there is a breakdown of 
normal recycling of mitochondria leading to excessive mitochondrial accumulation excessive oxidative stresses poor autophagy excessive lysosomal accumulation leading to formation of lewy body and also damaging the cell in that process so lewy body is uh, not directly damaging to the cell but is just an outcome of ongoing dysfunction of the cell due to breakdown of different mechanism and it the it has been recently proposed that the reason that dopaminergic neurons are more sensitive to this breakdown and leading to parkinson's disease with aging is because they are overworked normally there is certain amount of connections that each dopamine neuron makes in the brain of other animals but it increase significantly in humans with the evolution of uh, increase brain size without proportional increase in the basal ganglia size so each dopaminergic neuron is making 10 to 100 times more new uh, connections so normally uh, monkeys for example make 100000 connection per neuron on average and that go have gone up to a million connection per dopaminergic neuron leading to excessive work it also proposes that the mechanisms of uh, dopaminergic function or automaticity due to calcium channel pacing of these dopaminergic neuron uses an evolutionary older model which is much more reliable and redundant doesn't fail but is much more energy inefficient and requires a lot more energy in oxidative product and maybe both of these excess work required and poor mechanism of work of energy generation leads to the dysfunction of various pathways of oxygen oxidative stress fighting that leads to excessive destruction of mitochondria excessive recycling of mitochondria which eventually leads to breakdown and accumulation of damaged destructive mitochondria and alpha synuclein is just kind of a clearing protein trying to salvage uh, and collect this uh, dump or trash of partially digested mitochondria and and abnormal lysosomes and so on and so forth there was actually a paper published in 2018 which was an electron microscopic study of lewy bodies and it showed that lewy bodies are full of mitochondria and partial and abnormal lysosome disformed mitochondria in addition to a dense cellular matrix or dense matrix of alpha synuclein embedding these mitochondria and lysosome within it that will be a brief summary and then for a lot more supportive detail and evidence i invite you to watch my lecture either my grand round on this topic from 2019 updates on annual parkinson's disease or my lecture from upcoming conference in march 13th of 2021 of general neurology conference at medical college of wisconsin to learn more about the mini fellowship visit our website for university of nebraska medical center department of neurological sciences where you can be part of the community and ask us questions You can write to me on mdclinicforyou@gmail.com. It's m d c l i n i c number four u at gmail.com. And follow me on YouTube for longer discussions by searching for Danish Bahati, D a n i s h space b h a t t i. You can also find me on Twitter at Danish Bahati underscore m d and on LinkedIn.